Hello, welcome back to the 831 Podcast, episode 49. Been a while, um, just been busy. Uh, lots of paragliding, flying, fishing, work's been busy. Been really busy, but I do have a few lined up in quick succession for you now, so hopefully I'll fire a few out to you. Um, as always, podcast is sponsored by Trojan Fitness, Trojan Nutrition, my long-term sponsors and will forever be sponsors of the podcast. Uh, Ridgeway Family Fitness, Olympians MMA, EJ Hair Clinic, uh, she did my micropigmentation on my scalp, look her up if you're a balding man or recently lots of ladies who are having hairline issues, look up EJ Hair Clinic, let them know you listen to the show or you know me and Emma will look after you, she's absolutely fantastic. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not going to pander about too much and uh, rattle on. It's episode 49 and it's been uh, rushed to get this one out but I'm really happy it's the end of the paragliding season. This is a, a good friend and someone I spent a lot of time with this year and I'm over the moon to sit down and finally talk with him and bring this podcast. So this is episode 49, Idris Birch. Have a listen, have a share, subscribe on YouTube, share it on Spotify, however you listen. It makes no difference to me, the fact you listen. Have some feedback. You can find Idris on tele- on Instagram and stuff, so let them know you listen and let them know you enjoyed it. But other than that, episode 49, thank you very much for listening. Okay, Idris, thank you for joining me. Take one. Yes, this is definitely take one, and <laughs> there's been no technicalities before no. this one. No technical issues. We don't have technical issues, mate. No. It's not. Just get on with it. We're, we're one take, man. It's all smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, uh, yeah, this is it. We're finally sitting down to chat. I, um, after I only mentioned it a couple of days ago, we're finally sitting down to do it. It was inevitable, though, right? Yeah, we spend this I, much I time together in the season. It was I think inevitable. you were planning it from the start, really. Wow. Just looking for an angle. Want, yeah, I'll just I'll find a way <laughs> in with him. That's what I, thought. I know what I'll do. I'll take, I'll take days and days off work and go flying all over the country just to get you on a podcast. Work? Yeah, well, What's that? Well, I think we're going to cover the fact that you don't know what work <laughs> is throughout the course of this, to be fair. But um, how's things? Like, what what's... New, what's going on? How are you? Um, I'm relaxed. I'm chilled. Yeah. What season's basically over? So there's a bit less pressure to to go out on the on the nice days now. Yeah, the nice days aren't as nice now anyway, are they? I guess. Yeah, it's winding down. Yeah, I feel like I've fluffed it up a bit. To be honest, in the um, you and I obviously had a great start to the season, and then work finally grabbed me. And then, yeah. You, didn't it? yeah, it did sort of caught me up, and then yeah, you've obviously been still smashing it, and then we're end of the season now. And I mean, I think I'm trying to think when the last time I saw you was before you went to when you stayed. I think before we went super final. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've not flown together ever for a long time now. No, no. Have you flown since then? Apart from tandem. No, I've not flown any XC. Only tandem. Um, what was my last? Uh, ex- I don't know. Did you go to Westbury with the tandem as well? Yeah, Westbury with the tandem. Yeah, and then the Peaks. And then Peaks with the tandem. Mm. I've not done anything XC for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you. I, I did one that bombed. I think maybe Kirsty was... I couldn't even tell I you. Think I think it know. was... Yeah, from Beacon. Planning to go to Worthing, wasn't it? That one? 
Uh, I think that might have been it, yeah. And you landed by the aqua park. Water park. Fancy to dip. Yeah, Cotswolds, yeah. yeah. We planned to land by the sea, I literally, and you thought, I'll just yeah, land by... I got confused. There's a lot of water <laughs> at the Cotswolds water park, so you can understand I got confused. You're like, it's a, it's a beach of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> that's right by my sin. I literally landed Did you quarter from off my syndicate lake. Did you make the ice cream selfie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Petrie's ice cream selfie at Cotswolds water park. Um, so you are, this is like, you're like the man, the myth, the like... The prodigal returning son, Idris Birch, comes back to the UK and takes the UK paragliding scene by storm. This is like your... Uh, that, that's the the one side of the headline, but we know what the other side of the headline is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, probably, I mean, you can say what you want on this podcast, but I don't think we're ready for that side of the headline yet. No, no, you know, it's just the, the, the homeless bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. I mean, a man of your age should not be living on his father's sofa... Out of a black bag, flying everywhere. It's, it's a recycling bag. <laughs> Come on, we're a bit more at market than that. <laughs> but so you have, um, yeah, let's start, I guess. Um, let's have a look at where you've been. What you, Lots of people are going to, like, you're going to have made a massive impact in the UK paragliding scene this year because, obviously, you've come back and you've absolutely smashed the league. Um, and you did most of it on a sea wing, and then you've probably eradicated all those flights since yeah, you've been on the end zone. But no, but you did. You, I mean, you obviously the nail was in the coffin when you were still flying a a sea wing, really. And then you got the end zone, you've just obliterated them scores as well. Uh, but most people will maybe to a lot of people, you would have been unknown, probably. You know, if they, lots mm-hmm. of people didn't fly the comp flying and yeah. stuff, you've yeah. been out of the country for a while. So yeah. where have you been? What have you been up to? And before you came back. So, yeah, um, like you alluded to, I've been out of the country for the last uh, six and a half years. I've been out in Korea doing testing and designing with Jing Gliders. And, you know, that came to an end at the end of last year. And so I decided to come back to Britain. And the cool thing to do is to move in with your parents. That's what I'd heard. So uh, yeah. went for that. It's <laughs> great. It's great for Bumble and Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> great for your date oh, what are these apps <laughs> I haven't heard of them you said we weren't allowed to mention <laughs> them did you ask right <laughs> tell you later <laughs> no and uh, yeah I came came home to Malvern which well the whole season really what we'll get to is there's a lot of luck involved like dad living on the side of Malvern is I think Probably Beacon is one of the best takeoffs in Britain, I would say. I, I think what you've done this year is because the the Malvern Hills was generally a easterly site, possibly a westerly site, and everywhere else people would scrabble onto other hills. And you've sort of proven that, hang on, it takes pretty much every direction mm. if you pick it right. There are better hills to go to if it's a northerly, obviously, just because of where they're situated. But you can fly the... I mean, we've... We've flown the, the Malvern Hills in some really strange directions or yep. no wind at all this year. Mm-hmm. And lots of people maybe don't do that, but living so close, you were just up there every opportunity, yeah. which is, uh, as you said, it's had a big, Im- big impact on your season. I think the only kind of quarter of the compass that we haven't flown cross-country from Beacon is in a uh, southwesterly. I think. Yeah, I was thinking, just thinking the very yeah. same thing as southwesterly, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and also because there's uh, better uh, southwesterlies that offer bigger. I've flown it. It was raining, and I yeah. landed at home. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you just wouldn't, and you wouldn't go there, right? If it's no. a southwesterly, you'd go to another southwesterly that offers bigger potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. That's and especially that that part of Britain. I think southwesterlies is one one of the directions you don't really have a problem finding a takeoff for. Yeah, you know, it's not. You don't have to go far to find a southwest. Especially yeah. living Worcester, you're so mm. in between uh, you England and Wales. Yeah. you really do have the pick of the litter, yeah. right? Of where you're gonna. It's perfect. Yeah, where you're gonna really fly. Perfect. Yeah. So, and then again, with a lot of the luck, I would say you know I started the season on the on the Bonanza, the Sea Wing, from Jin, and it's a glider that I know well because I helped helped uh, test and. You know, develop, th- it. develop it through all the prototypes. And so I knew I'd like that wing. And I knew I was waiting for a two-liner. And I thought I'll get something that I know and I'll enjoy in the meantime. And turns out it's pretty good for cross-country as well. So, <laughs> yeah, we had some good flights together. And it was, uh, well, I would say where a big part of the luck for the year was, was obviously joining kind of y- your team and, uh, the friendship that we really we already had before obviously from meeting a few years ago in San Andre and mm-hmm. you know I, I knew I kind of I'd get on with you because we have a similar similar interests you know flying MMA sports that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah we got yeah dark sense of humour <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> we're both known for our incessant talking as well well one of us is <laughs> I just know that's why I, hang around. I know you won't drain me out so I knew it would work but yeah, so you like you you obviously came back to the UK. Mm. You'd been over at Gin, and I find out that your job at Gin sounds a lot more exciting than it actually is. You think what what people may think that you were doing is not necessarily what you were doing out there. You're not like you know testing gliders every day and making them collapse, and then put this new line here and go out and test it. There's a lot of other stuff that goes in, which you really enjoyed, which yeah. isn't maybe as exciting as people. Well. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people think it's all falling out of the sky test pilot stuff, but it's not. That's probably, at least at Jinglide, is about 20% of the work. Mm-hmm. Less than less than 20% of the work is the is the collapses and stuff like that. Uh, most of the fly, most of the work is flying, and most of the work is flying for feeling, comfort, and handling, and just minor tweaking on the hill, and then major tweaking in the workshop. You know, yeah. like get back at seven o'clock at night start cutting the wing up taping bits up and changing plastics whatever yeah moving loading points just to improve the important stuff just to improve the general feeling and make it more comfortable to fly that's yeah, yeah. that's the trickiest part doing the maneuver generally as a general rule if the wing flies nicely it's going to be fine in the maneuvers anyway yeah and there might be some minor tweaking you have to do for the maneuvers you know like as long as the spiral's okay because the spi- if the spiral's not okay, then there's going to be bigger changes needed to the wing to get it to pass that. But as long as that's okay, the other manoeuvres are generally, as long as the wing's nice, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, people would have, it's, it for all intents and purposes, it seems like the ideal job, right? That's like, oh, that's amazing. That's what you want to be doing. But after spend, spending time with you and talking, it became apparent that actually it's not, you have to love the development of paragliders and the production of paragliders 
to want to do the job that you were involved in because True. it was True. extending a line by 10 millimetres and then going back up for another fly. So that's yeah. an hour long f- and you're just Camping. gliding down, not doing any manoeuvres, just want to see how it flies it's straight and level and stuff. And then you land, it's like, oh, actually, I think you need another 10 mil on that. So repetitive stuff that... Yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, I, I, I know what you mean. It's like, it's not maybe as romantic and ideal as you think but at the end of the day you're still getting paid to go flying so it's all right definitely <laughs> but i think you'd have to so someone like myself yeah. who well you know me i mm. fly when it's exeable or mm-hmm. i don't really fly mm-hmm. so in the winter my paraglider goes away and mm. that's why it's good that i that i'm now tandem rated yeah. because it'll get me to fly in the winter mm. otherwise generally the enzo was going in the cupboard in september mm. and it wasn't coming out again till february and that's I, how I fly and I don't do beach days and yeah. I got a bonanza for sale if you'd like <laughs> no way I've seen you drag it across Selsley it's <laughs> cleaning it on the grass ah, you did a good job as well yeah. it's perfect I always thought it'd look better green um, yeah but you know since I bought that wing it smells of cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> does it? yeah it's, it's not me it's weird um, yeah and so for someone like myself there would be a huge amount of tedium involved in that job having spoken to you and then when we relined my Enzo and stuff, mm, mm. I could tell your passion was just in glider development, tweaks, yeah. little things that don't work. Why don't they work? How do I make them work? Mm. And that's when it's only dawned on me that, you know, that your role was very much about, um, like almost being an engineer as opposed to being a paraglider pilot. The paragliding was secondary to the fact that you just wanted to develop this new thing and you enjoyed playing with them. So I think a lot of people would be interested to know that what the work that, that goes into developing the paraglider, paraglider, the flying in the paragliding is a small aspect of that and it's yeah. sort of the finish, yeah. the finish, right? That, that's true. And I think, uh, looking to the future, it's even getting, it's going to get smaller. Yeah. I think more and more, the way to go is more in the FSI you know the and the analysis on the computer and modeling yeah and if you can get that work to work and set up right which has been super tricky until recently as everything with the paraglider is elastic and stretchable you know even the tent the the cloth will stretch in a bias direction so it's really tricky to model it but as we're getting close to getting that perfect hopefully we'll see less prototypes and maybe less flying time yeah, so then it, it will just be down to the development aspect. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, people people don't, if they haven't spoken to you about it, like there is, there's a real passion in you for that. And when we were doing my my wing, I just I could just tell it ignited that passion for you. So mm. it was obvious that that's the role that, that you liked. So you come back from that, you leave your role in, in um, Korea and you come back to the UK. And uh, what was the was the general idea? Right, I'm going to have some time off, or was it just right? I'll find something, and hopefully I'll be employed in the next three months. Or did you really think right? I'm going to go at the UK season. Uh, no. Uh, initially, my thought was uh, I'm going to get employed in the next three months. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking, and I was like, yeah, that's why I was kind of hesitant to buy a glider in the beginning because I was hoping, you know, well. I knew I had the reserves that I'd saved up over the years to be able to last a year, basically. Yeah. So I knew if it didn't work out, I could could sustain myself. But I was hoping to get employed within three months. And uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, that, those plans kind of fell through a little bit. And then after a few flights in a couple of XCs in Britain, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is really nice because yeah i've done seasons before in britain but i, I wasn't the pilot i am now back then well, you know so now when i come to it and i'm looking at it i'm like hang on a minute this is a really great place to fly when it's on it's yeah it's, you don't need to be anywhere else i mean it so it's my favorite place to fly that i have flown mm-hmm. because i love that i mean you can go to wells and stuff and have some some mountains do you know what i mean like yeah. hills really mm-hmm. but you can have that terrain you can go up to snowdonia it gets a little bit bigger mm-hmm. go up to scotland it gets bigger again mm-hmm. um but it offers everything it's tricky it's fast it's mm-hmm. slow it's mincy it's booming it's i really like flying in the uk um but what i really noticed like obviously i know you to be a great comp pilot as everyone does i've flown with you in comp you're a very mm-hmm. very good comp pilot and then we started flying together in the UK. And what I find, what's really interesting was your evolution over the last couple of months as a UK XC pilot. Yeah. So you you obviously couldn't approach flying XC on a C-wing like you do comp flying. And you did it first. And it cost you. A couple of times we were out, it cost you a little bit um, trying to fly a, a Bonanza like an Enzo or a Boom. Yeah, um, yeah. But also I just think that if people had flown with you at the beginning, seeing now how much more tactically you're more adapt to UK flying. Does, mm. I mean, people might listen and might think, well, no, I'm sure. But I think you'll expand on that. Like, mm. I think you're, from, from standing outside and looking, your evolution to how you approach UKXE has been quite big. Yeah. I think. No, I agree. I really agree. Because, yeah, in the beginning, it's, it's skills that I hadn't used in a long time because when you're testing, you don't really fly cross country. You mm-hmm. fly uh, in takeoffs that you know, in house thermals that you know, to maybe a couple of thermals away from the takeoff that you know, and everything you know everything's a known quantity because you want to, you know, check benchmarks for the wing, so you know that thermal, so you know if it's yeah. going to be, you know, if the wing's behaving correctly or not. So the kind of you know using the triggers, checking the clouds, that kind of stuff was was in the back of my mind so yeah when i first came back to britain it was more like oh how do you do this again oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because so before you went to korea how much uk xc flying what so how long had you been paragliding before you went to korea and then how much uk proper xc flying did you have before mm-hmm. you you went there because you would jumped into comps quite earlier as well yeah. right so uh, I went to Korea in 2014 and I started flying in 2007. So I had seven years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's seven years. Well, several of them I was a student. So you don't have a lot of free time or money. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a long time I didn't have a car because the choice was paragliding or car. I chose paragliding. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so my cross country was pretty limited. I would say, and I did feel in the beginning definitely a little bit handicapped by living in rural Wales. Yeah, yeah, you were living West Wales. Yeah, in West Wales, and then the number of takeoffs that you have is quite limited. And I was watching the flights getting done in England, and I was like, "Ah, it's not fair." (laughs) And you're what seventeen at this point? uh, Yeah, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. That was then when I was eighteen. I went to university in Swansea, so I was down in Southwest Wales. It was a bit better, and. Thankfully, a lot of the, the club pilots were really nice and would uh, pick me up from my university accommodation, take me to the hill, you know. And so I got looked after a bit there. But still, before I left Britain, my best flight was like 88k wow. in Britain. So, like, my XC flying wasn't that 
that great, I would say. Yeah. Before I left, yeah. Yeah. So your first. I'd done a lot of flying in the in Europe in the Alps. Yeah. And so I'd done bigger flights out there, but in Britain the best was like eighteen. Your first UK hundred was the one from Lecky that day with Tim Pentreef and Joe right when I went back to Westbury with Laurie. Yeah, it was yeah. first hundred of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was your first hundred. Yeah, I kept it UK. quiet. I didn't want to tell anyone that was my first <laughs> British hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you told me. I rang you. I rang you like you were like, "Oh, you made the." Wrong. But I was with obviously I was with Alex as well. We came up together, mm. and Tom Cole was there, and I was with Lawrence, and we're all looking at the sky. Yeah, and yeah. then Graham Steele was like, eh, "I'm not sure it looks like it's on today." So we were like, "Yeah, fuck this off. Go back to West." And Westbury looked booming. But turned out to be a bit of a controversial day. It seems, didn't it? Some people were chatting around on some groups saying like yeah I think it was just people in certain areas had big towering clouds and rain yeah, and seeing, in other areas there that wasn't an issue so yeah. people were too busy to jump on the bandwagon and on a comp day it was a level one like oh, 100%, it yeah. wasn't even a level two mm-hmm. so that's the other thing that people have to remember yourself Joe and Tim are all experienced mm-hmm. comp pilots mm-hmm. and you've decided to fly 100k on a day that wouldn't have even been a level one mm-hmm. And a task day. So that's very yeah. important for people to understand. But um, So yeah, you're, you've previously you've done 88K, so you've come back to the UK. Very competent pilot, but comp flying is not XC flying, and it's a specifically not UK XC flying. Um, you're bound by a task, and also you have a massive gaggle to mm-hmm. follow. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that once you started, so that, I guess, was True. just, you know, I've, I need to really read the elements and haven't yeah. done this for a long time. I, I fixed one of those problems through the season, Wes. Oh, yeah? Make a task every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I still have an arrow, or, so I know where I'm going. Or make 10 tasks <laughs> the night before, share them with each other, and then pick one on the hill and change it. Yeah. Yeah, that was what it was, really. That's pretty what it was, yeah. <laughs> um, like the day that you mm. went on to the Mulverns and then ended up uh, mm. Anglesey mm, mm. on a day then when you weren't meant to be flying. Mm. Yeah, just random days. That's lucky. That was just... Too much luck in that flight to be to be normal. I think. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, it's not for me to comment. You flew the flight. Mm. Um, you've been you've been lucky a lot then this season. Right? I, have, I mean, yeah. there, there, there's no two ways about it. There is an element of luck, but so I had obviously a, a debate with someone who said that you were lucky, and it's not even. Luck. I don't think. I think people will underestimate Who your tenacity. That? I'm not. I can't name it, Shane. Um, but you, uh, people will underestimate your tenacity in that. I remember we had this conversation before, and you were just, just like, "I'm just not giving up. If my feet aren't mm. on the ground, I'm still flying. Mm. I'm not giving up." Mm. And I've, you know, that's rung true. Earlier on in the season, I was flying at Enzo. You were on that sea wing, yeah. and a few times I'd have to wait for you. Yeah, and you'd be super low kicking trees and I'm just climbing and just boom just will not give up S in back over fields back over hedges mm. cover this go to this boom and you'll pick out the snottiest little climb and climb back up yeah that do you think that's something that comes from your comp flying or just that's how you fly as a pilot or you just love to fly I think it's just me being stubborn yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's just well it's not just being stubborn, it's actually not a bad tactic, I think. It's oh, just to not give up. It's, oh, the, the, it's, the best tactic for yeah. UK flying, right? And I mean, there's been one of my favourite favorite not give up moments was probably on one of the triangles from Beacon where where I was low already over a town and there was no other triggers around, no cloud around. And 
I just knew that something was brewing around there. You could just sense something was going to happen. I was just off with the timing. And I just stayed milling around there in the same place, lost 100 meters. You know, it was yeah. down to like less than 100 meters over the ground. And then finally it, it triggered off and off I went. And it was just like, I was like, well, I didn't want to stay there, but that was the only option I had. It was either land there or or glide into nothing all and around you. So you were in a zero? Yeah, it wasn't in? really, it wasn't a zero. It was like half a zero. So each half of the turn, I would fall down a couple of meters. Yeah. You know, and then fall down and keep falling down and search around a bit and you'd feel the glider surge in one direction and you go, okay, let's elongate the circle that way. No, that didn't work the other way. Oh, a little bit better. Almost a whole zero, <laughs> you know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. And then eventually it's like, oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've seen you a few. My, my favourite one for you this season would have not given up would have been uh, at the North-South Cup when mm. you broke off to the left mm. or you broke off and we're all in a gaggle and you broke off and then I broke off. I went, the uh, I broke off. I was sure you were decked. Yeah. Sure you were decked. You mm. were under a sky that had nothing above mm. it, uh, above you. And the other guys who pushed on out over... Um, What's the name of the town? Telford. Telford yeah. yeah. Uh, they were doing quite well, but I'd pushed off downwind yeah. and I yeah, was yeah. doing really well. Yeah, yeah, you so, were well uh, ahead. Then yeah. like an hour or like, I don't know, 50k later, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's Guy and, um, guy yeah. and Theo. Theo. Yeah. So we push on together. Mm. Next thing I see you again. This is like now 80k further on from where we lost mm -hmm. you. I see you as a dot near the ground again coming at ground level straight into this field where i was certain oh he's getting out of his harness oh this is it he's done I and was. then the next minute <laughs> i'm on the deck looking up and you spec out above me and fly above me i was like how have you done it twice on the same flight that was the lowest save of the year that one as yeah. Well. yeah that was over that sports field the top of the trees next to a school yeah yeah, I mean, I was certain that where from yeah. where I was, I mean, I was at about four grand looking down on you, but I was certain you were out of your harness. I was like, mm. oh, that's the... I wasn't dumb. quite, I wasn't quite, yeah. but I just saw these doves moving around. And I was like, oh, well, let's see if they've done doing something, and it was. Just worked. Just yeah, Again, worked. just not giving up. I think too, too many people were like, lots of people will maybe fly, and if they get to 100k, well, 100k is good, actually. Yeah, mm. if you had a good day, 100k is good, as where you want to fly to the end of the task. Mm. And then sometimes even further, if the day's still there, you want to just yeah. fly the task, you know? And one one good thing, uh, I just watched, I just opened my old laptop the other day, and it's got some like old videos of me flying cross-country in Britain on it. And I just opened one of the videos, I thought, what's this? And then it was a video of me with a GoPro on landing in a, on a cross-country flight somewhere in southwest Wales, and it w wouldn't have been a big flight, maybe 40k or something like that. But I just looked at it, and I was like, I'm doing wing overs to go and land in the field down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's plenty more room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I'm watching it like, what is this guy thinking? <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, but maybe it's a, a confidence thing of, maybe at the time I thought, oh, yeah, it's a nice big field, nice safe place by a, ro by a road, you know, yeah. it's going to be fine to land there. So, but better lose my height, but never think about doing that. No. I mean, this year. And another one was when you and I got stuck on that quarry-like thing off mm. of, where was that, Clangatok or was it, where no, did we fly from? Uh, Long Mountain? Long Mountain, I think it was. Long Mountain, and we got stuck on that like quarry-like ridge thing. Yeah. And how long were we there? Like 40 minutes and then you caught a climb out and I was stuck on my own. 
Yeah. I'm like, fuck. So well, I have to Joe, wait. Joe climbed out first. Joe was gone first. Yeah, yeah. and then I climbed out. Well, well, we kind of climbed out similar time. But, and then you were stuck there, and I was thinking, oh, where's gone? Yeah, and then so I managed <laughs> to ping out as well. But we were there for ages, just mm. back and forth, ridge soaring in thermal lift. Really, it was no yeah. real wind. Yeah, it was like. L- Going up, take going turns down. to be a little bit higher than the next person on a beat, yeah. and then we just mm. it pinged out eventually. And we did, I think, mm. we did about 110 k or something that day. I think we did quite okay. We didn't get anywhere near our goal, but I think we did. Over we landed near Lempster. Yeah, we got snowed on. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a. But that was another one. I was just. It's just a. I mean, I'm quite tenacious anyway because mm. of what I've done with my life. But having someone like yourself flying, I don't know if I'm particularly tenacious in paragliding mm. out of a. a like in in a UKXC environment, but this year you've made me that much more tenacious. Mm. I or flying with you because it's been a lot more like oh we're, we're getting there, we're we're setting the goal, and we're get we're getting yeah. there, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, and but seeing you early on, seeing you make mistakes like I just out the, off the top of my head when we were flying when we did our two hundred and you were put your your head over. I was like, you're like, where's where are you going? I was like, maybe we'll stay on the cloud street. And like, oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, we'll stay under the cloud street. And then you came back and we got under the cloud street and we just glided it under that. Yeah, that's just, just yeah, little things true. like that where you think like, mm-hmm. ah, every like if you're not on your game, all these pilots are really good. Everyone's making mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think some people will maybe listen because they want to hear the secrets, you know, yeah. of, of Idris Birch, the the secrets of what happened. It's like. Well, no, I'm still making mistakes. I'm just realizing those mistakes, or someone's pointing them out, and Mm -hmm. I'm correcting them the next time. Yeah, you agree? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Like even the the last flight I did from Sharpenau, I realized in the flight the mistakes I was making. I was like, when the day started to heat up and get better, and the base was high enough, I thought, okay, now I can afford to not take some lift and just move on. Yeah, you know, to speed things up a little bit, and so I skipped a thermal. And then went to the next cloud, and then, oh, it's not so easy to find the climb under this one. Okay, let's go to the next cloud. You end up getting low. And then you're like, ah, well, that's because you skipped that thermal, isn't it? <laughs> so stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And th- I mean, that's Even if you're only a you know, few hundred foot from base, it's still better to be at the base, getting that little bit of cloud suck at yeah. the end. Yeah, exactly. I, like I, when on. I say to all the up-and-coming pilots who ask me questions, I'm like, the biggest thing I can say to you is take all your climbs to base mm. and then don't move out your climb if for something that's not going up. Yeah. Like just stay with what you're in, right? Mm. And then as you get a bit more experience, you can start to push on because mm. the clouds look better. Mm. But you taught me, um, flying with you this year taught me some really valuable lessons. A, about being on my bar more. I mean, it was tricky because the beginning of the season, I was flying with no bar because you were on a sea wing. Yeah. So I was on my bar Sorry a little that. bit on transition. <laughs> but then once you got on your Enzo, I yeah. was like, like getting left behind so I was like I gotta get on my bar and I used to have to come on the radio and you're like Idris how much bar are you on now do you, do you remember what I said <laughs> go on no. do you remember no. more than you Wes yes <laughs> but bastard it was like a good wake up call for me it's like oh hang, hang on a minute like, yeah. I'm not using this much bar when I fly my usual XE, UK XE flying mm-hmm. but Idris is literally like, and you'd get to a point where, let's go. And I'd be like, boom. Mm. So then eventually I started mm-hmm. being like, I'd lead out because yep. I'd be like, ah, now we go. Boom. Mm. I can see the next guy. Mm-hmm. So flying with you really helped my flying because we were talking about things, getting things yeah. wrong, what happened. Definitely. Or you'd do something wrong, you'd bomb. And I'd carry mm-hmm. on and land. You'd ring me and say, oh, where's, you know what I did? Or I'd bomb and you'd go on and land mm. and you'd ring and say, where's, you shouldn't have done this. And just sharing those, those elements, yeah. I think really helped for my flying and 
sounds like it probably helped George as well. And then the season's cracked on, you know? Yeah, that, that's one part of it is the flying. But I think one, one point that we shouldn't miss is the, uh, you know, the team that we had definitely, you know, in, in the motivation side of things. Yeah. Because if you're on your own and you want to go cross-country flying and you're looking at the weather and you're like, ah, it's 50-50. If it's going to be a good day or a bad day. If, the forecast, if it's better than the forecast, great. But if it's worse than the forecast, then I've just wasted a day. Yeah. But when you've got like... W- we had like three, four more guys, you know, messaging each other on a group and saying like, hey, who's out tomorrow? Okay, I can't go. I'm working. But then four other guys are like, okay, let's go to this takeoff. Yeah. We'll jump in the car together. And, you know, we're just going for it. And yeah. even if it rains on us, it's like, at least we tried. And, you know, and, you, and when you've got a group, you feel like you're investing less. Yeah, definitely. Because but also you're going to have a day out as mm, opposed to... Exactly. So I would have, obviously, mm-hmm. the compromise was me that I'd be taking time off work. Mm. But if we're all going together, at least we're having a day out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you're right. That group element that we had this year and the constant talking, like, you'd message me like, what are you thinking? Mm. And I'd, say, I'd be like, well, I was thinking this. I wasn't really thinking that, but I'd, I'd look quickly. I'd be like, well, I was thinking this because I was maybe thinking tomorrow wasn't looking good. I'd be like, well, I'm thinking this. And you'd be like, interesting mm-hmm. i'm thinking this and then that was it then the day was already started then like al would jump on yeah, or someone you know and yeah. kirsty would be involved mm-hmm. or joe mm-hmm. or before you know it we're all mm-hmm. putting our finger in the pot and, like, and then eventually like something will come up, you're like i don't think we should listen to that let's go with the original original mm-hmm. plan and then boom we just stick with it mm-hmm. and then we're gone and it was just motivating and you'd go off together yeah and you just do it i think it was it was really good and the more that we can have of that in ukxc mm-hmm obviously the better and because it's like it's no competition it's no it's let's all just go there and i think as well i mean we were willing to go to the peaks yeah at the drop of a hat the lake district, lake district. at the drop of that a hat nice. the, you know wherever like mm-hmm. it didn't make a difference it was where's i think tomorrow this is going to work i'll drive because i don't mind leaving my car there mm. so okay well i'll drive and i'll leave a car here and boom it was just we're yeah. doing it that's where we go yeah which worked perfectly no yeah, I think going to the lakes was really nice. And actually, I loved it. I went two times. We went to the lakes and the peaks that time earlier in the year. And the other week, I went up to the peak district as well. And the, the welcome you get from the pilots up there is yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It's like, it's brilliant, they're like, oh, man. you're coming up? Okay, right. We're, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. What do you need? You know, it's like that. And it's like, oh. Okay, well, uh, thank you. <laughs> like when we flew up at the um, was it the Dells we went to? Yeah, yeah. And First we went to the Dells. So then we sent a message out, mm-hmm. the message to a couple of local pilots, mm-hmm. and uh, we go over to the Dells. Mm-hmm. Next, we get there, everyone's like, "Oh, I heard you guys were coming out." Up, yeah, so yeah. we've all come out. The, yeah. All the XC pilots have come out because you're up there and you're mm-hmm. out together and you're doing, which is awesome, you know. And yeah. I think you don't. The amount of people I speak down here, decent XC pilots, are, yeah, I've never flown up there. I've never. I'm like, yeah. How? Like, what? But then uh, it. The, the lakes did expose itself really in that it's not as big as it needs to be. Yeah, we were like, why, why aren't people doing big flights in the lakes? And then you climb up to base and you look around and you're like, ah. Yeah, the lakes is actually really small. It's really small. Yeah, <laughs> like, we were struggling to eke out a 70k triangle. We are like, oh, we can't make it work with the sea breezes, complex flying, big mountains. Exactly. Yeah, but also. But awesome. that's one thing I did like. It was because you could almost fly kind of alpine style. Like yeah. A little bit. You could bang onto one ridge and just race along the ridge for a bit. Yeah. Oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I obviously I yeah. bombed on that flight, so 
I didn't fly it with you, but uh, it was your first time flying in the lakes mm. as well. And I remember my first time flying in the lakes. It's all inspiring. It's an amazing yeah. place to be in the UK to be yeah. flying there, you know. But yeah, so that takes you um into the season, and then you obviously now you've, I mean, you've smashed it. You've had a you've had a crazy good season. You say you smashed it, but still, some goals are not quite there. Like the three hundred points. Well, 300k. 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 Or 300 points. points. I would be happy with both or one. <laughs> you said that like 300k or 300. I'd be happy with both. Yeah, no, we'd all be happy with both. <laughs> You're not on your own. I mean, I was. There's been no 300k flight this year. Yeah. A bit, a bit surprised because I don't think there's been as big an assault on UK XC flight. I mean, Graham still over the last couple of years have been mm-hmm. amazing. Do you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Uh, as a group consensus, especially with our little group, I don't yeah. think there's been such a big attack, mm-hmm. and there's been no 300 cake day, which is a bit shocking. I don't, maybe the Chapinot day, maybe. Yeah. With n- enough people. Yeah. Because we set the goal for 200, and that was under. We yeah. underplayed that one. Could have easily been to, to a 30 goal, and if you had more people. Yeah. I don't know. But you've got. As you come down there, you've got a lot of Seabreeze effect, though. So True. you probably just got to where it's starting. Okay. And as you pushed on that extra 30k, you just started to feel it. Maybe. Let, let's just say that was the closest day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to a 300k yeah, yeah. day. I'm, I'm happy to concede that, definitely. <laughs> but I think our day from Mir, where mm-hmm. we went to crew, yeah. um, I think if we'd have had it in our mind that we were doing a 200k flight and that day, we really pushed on. And yeah, a part of our, Joe will love this. Joe Dart, our mate. Part of our Achilles heel this season has definitely been that I've, or we've set the goals for every single day. Yeah. And there's no two ways about it. It does uh, narrow your focus and narrow your vision into, you know, this goal, goal orientated flight. And then maybe like on that day, well, that that day we didn't have a goal, to be fair. No, so I think that's why it worked out so well. Because actually, Mm. you nearly cost me the flight there, to be fair, that day. Because we set a triangle. There's different opinions on that. (laughs) Well, let's listen to my opinion. I've heard a few few pilots told me. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm not so sure they did. So we set a triangle. We go on the first leg. It was obvious it was too windy for a triangle. Mm. So we get to like 120 or something, 130. And uh, I think we're up near Kidderminster, weren't we? Yeah. So we're near Kidderminster. Mm. And uh, we push on a bit. And you're like, right, where are we going then? And you say, oh, I'd really like to land where you landed up at Real. So I was like, yeah, okay, Real's on. North Wales could work. You're like, yeah, yeah, I think North Wales, which we thought would be a 200k goal. Perfect. So then we're looking at the sky. I was like, well, crew could be on. And you're like, no, we'll go to North Wales. Yeah, so then anyway, we head towards North Wales. Owls, owls flying with us. With no radio. As well. <laughs> Didn't have a radio. <laughs> you and I are talking on radio, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden you come on the radio and you say, where's I think I'm going to stick with Al? And you shoot off to the west, to the east. And I was like, well, brilliant. <laughs> I'm like 5k to your west heading to North Wales and you've gone back to the east. So I was like, okay, so I come back towards you guys. Next, <laughs> you've gone back to where I'd just come from. Hmm, yeah. So 
North Wales. North That's Wales. Where it's going. Yeah, North Wales. Yeah. Changed it again. So we came on the radio anyway, and I was like, look, this is stupid. The Clyde Street says crew. We go to crew. And you were like, yeah, you I think didn't you're say, right. You didn't say go to crew. I was No, still... I said go north. I didn't say yeah, crew yeah, yeah. specifically, yeah. but I did say go north, yeah. right? Yeah. Agree? Yeah. <laughs> By this time, you'd already floored Al. Well, yeah. <laughs> You'd put Al on the deck, so you came back to me. Where's where should we go? Yeah. But that was a case where actually not having a task was really beneficial. Mm-hmm. True. Because well, we changed our decision a couple of times mm-hmm. based on the sky around us mm-hmm. and flew what we flew. I would say that's maybe what made me a little nervous in the end. That's why I was like, because when you're talking on the radio and at that moment, the snapshot snapshot of the sky is like, oh yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. And then you climb up a bit more and you, you know, you come out from base and then you, you see in front of you, like the way you want it to go is a big blue hole. And you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm not doing that, obviously. Yeah. And then like, so I angle off that way, like, oh, that makes sense. And then I look over and see where's still continuing on the plan. I'm like, ah, where's, I'm not doing the plan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a radio. You could let me know. I did. I did. It wasn't did. that late. You were just a little bit oh, away. I mean, know. did you have to sit and wait for me to climb back up and get to you? No. I did sit and wait for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's because you'd yeah. almost deck me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't dispute that. And then with Al, what happened was, because um, he's never on the radio. Yes. Which is his fault, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so I went... We we got to each other and I shouted at him like, uh, Al, um, we can either go kind of to Crew or North Wales. And and he was like, okay. And I said, North Wales, because I fancied going to North Wales, like you said. Yeah. And he went, okay. And he just ping, he just turned like 45 degrees, 45 degrees off course line and shot off into Wales. And I was watching him like, well, I, I, I said North Wales, but I didn't mean like right now. <laughs> <laughs> And off he went. <laughs> and, you know, onto a massive transition. I was like, well, we've still got some clouds this way, so... <laughs> what, but, I mean, that I, it, it was an amazing flight because it was 200 K. Okay, so yeah. it was, it was brilliant. first one. First 200 K, yeah. So, brilliant flight. Mm-hmm. But also, it was great because we really questioned each other. We both mm-hmm. made decisions. We both came back together. But after that one little hiccup, mm. once we got our shit back together... Yeah. And we knew where we were going. We worked really well. I mean, I couldn't fucking catch you, to be fair. Once you got under that cloud street, you were just full on bar under that cloud street. It was a juicy one. We just didn't have to turn. Best one of the year. Yeah, it was full on. Um, Well, we we, we didn't want to turn. We had airspace above us. That's true, yeah. (laughs) And then uh, coming into land, and you were like, Wes, where are you going? I was like, I'm, well, we're landing at a train station. Yeah, we're landing this field over here. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then you were like, You'll make it, pussy. I, I didn't like, say that. I'm not going to make it. So I landed in another field, which, if I'm honest, I could have made it. I was a bit... The trees had put me... We'd been flying seven you're, and a half you're a hours. Tired. You're a bit tired. Yeah, maybe I was a bit tired. And the trees on a roundabout had put me off because Idris wanted me to land on a roundabout. So I was like, oh, I can do it. But then when I looked there, I was like, there's a nice big field the just roundabout. there. It was the field next to well, it. So I landed in the big field and you landed on the roundabout pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, I pussied out a bit there. I was yeah. tired, you know. But it was good. I think it was a good flight. That was my favourite flight probably of the year. We've had well, some crackers though. I didn't mind because at least you fell over when you landed and it gave me a good laugh. I dare you. <laughs> the I long grass, you. wasn't it? I, it was the long grass. <laughs> it was longer than my foot. It was like three foot. <laughs> But yeah, it was. Good. I mean, I think that was really good, and it shows the benefit of a radio. 
Yeah. But also it shows the benefit of, you know, like when you don't have a plan, you've got the freedom, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're, you've got too much freedom sometimes as well. True. And you end up questioning if it's the that's, right decision. That's what I was going to what I want to say was like without an arrow for that flight I was a little bit like oh maybe we go that way maybe we go that way and also you're not counting you're not counting anything down towards your goal yeah you're sort of counting a marker up up yeah towards 200 and at 140k the 200 wasn't even in my mind really I'm thinking Mm. like right we got to stay up the sky don't look great now it's breaking up a little bit that's true it wasn't until we got to like 180 that we were under that street we saw a street in front of us and we're like oh yeah yeah we got this now I think we've got (laughs) it we've got this now yeah and then we couldn't get down yeah but yeah yeah it was I think that was really good and there was Mm. you know when we climbed that golden ball, that was a great flight. That triangle that we almost closed. Oh, yeah. That was a great climb out. One bird. Almost closed it. But just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just, but that was a, a yeah, case. Yeah, the climb of, out was brilliant. So they're yeah. chatting. We're like, yeah, we've got a little while. Yeah, and we're mm. fanning and getting things. And you're in your kit. And you're I like, just clipped in. And you're you're like, where's you... bird? <laughs> and I'm stood there and my gloves aren't on. I'm not clipped in. I was yeah. like, shit. And I Scrabble, said, you get it. Said, well, sorry, I've got to go. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was a great climb. It that was, was a really good. Like, and you got clipped in fair enough pretty quick, and you remembered your leg straps and everything, which yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so that was good. That was another good. We've had some great climb, which I'm sure people don't want to just hear stories no. of us recounting them. But we have had a really. It's been this but, has been my favourite UK paragliding season, b- besides my first. When you first start doing yeah. XEs, always like, because it's all so new, right? Yeah. But this has been my favourite. Just little things like getting on the train, mm. checking with the woman. Is this the train to Bristol? Yeah, yeah, quick, jump on, jump on. We jump on and we land. We end up in London. Halfway to London. Did we go into London? No, in yeah, yeah, into, yeah, on the subway, on the, under, on the oh, yeah. thing, didn't we? Yeah, it was a, like a no stop to London. Yeah, so <laughs> just little things like that. We just made it. I mean, it was a massive cock up. But, and then you get back and you're getting into. Actually, we went. Much later than we... Not much later, but you're retrieving mm. your car at 2.30 from Mir, you know? But just oh, yeah. Things like that were mm. what made the season mm-hmm. really cool, you know? Was, yeah, definitely. It was a really good season. I, like, as I say, my favourite UK season so my far. My favourite too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've only got 88k to compare it to, <laughs> to be fair. Well, what have you? So what have you ended on now in the league, points-wise? Uh, one, four, eight... Okay, Something. so not fifteen hundred. Not fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think thirteen, maybe thirteen k short. Oh, that might be. A yeah, chance. but th- that's what you say. Like you say, it's been a good season. But if you compare it to some of the uh, previous years, not last year because last year was a COVID year, but uh, the years before that, like I wouldn't be even top three with this score. But I would say that I've kind of set the goals. With respect to you know what I need to do, yeah, not if that what makes you sense. Think is yeah, exactly. Not yeah, yeah, not like we've set. We always set the goal for what we thought was possible. Mm, Didn't yeah. we, what we what we kind of knew we could get to. Yeah, that I, Westbury I, day was a perfect example of that. Westbury, uh, you bombed. I made the goal one sixty. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but that was a perfect example. No, that, that, no, that's an example of the day where we set the goal too short. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we put we put yes. the goal at what we think is possible. Yes. Not at what's because really we should yeah. have had it. In we didn't. Post, we didn't make through, them at the limit. 
No, exactly. That I mean, that day the coast was on, wasn't it? True. So we should have that day. It should have been a case of set the goal for Mm -hmm. as far as you can. But we were worrying about the two hundred points. It was a two hundred point score, one hundred and sixty k or something. It scored us two hundred points. But right, if we get, we need two hundred k on two hundred points on all of our scores. What we're thinking it was quite early in the season as well. So we thought the day wouldn't get that good as good as it got. But yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh, I mean, it's it. Chasing the league, I haven't done the league for three years previous to this, and uh, it's awesome, and I think I'll do the league every year now, mm. but I realise that you've got to not have a job, or be a job you can just get away from at the drop of a hat, because a couple of times we spoke the night before, and I said, yeah, I'm coming out, yeah. and in the morning I'm like, nope, I can't, go to work, mm. and that cost, you can't, you can't miss a single day, because that day that looks like 150k is actually your 220, yeah. and that's the one that would have maybe sealed me second place, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but you miss them because you, you have the commitments. And I think yourself, this is this is the luck factor for me with you. Not not when you fly. The luck factor is that you can do what you like when you like. Yes, wise. yes. And, well, one thing to mention as well is that I was away, you know, I've been away two times in the season and I've only missed one day. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was away the first time I was away for... Um, Ten day, uh, no, I was away for like eight days and then ten days quarantine. Yeah, at home. Yeah, and thank God there was no good weather in that, or I would have gone nuts. I think. No, no, five days quarantine. Sorry, it was five yeah. days quarantine. So I was away for like yeah, just over two weeks that time in uh, June or July, something like that. June, yeah. July, and and you, you guys did the uh, like a ninety k, ninety k, nice, really nice triangle. Triangle for the week. You, you, Alex, yeah. uh, Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah, really nice. 90k FAI and I was like uh, okay and then I went to Switzerland for two weeks and really luckily the weather was bad yeah <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I then when I came back <laughs> before I came back from Switzerland Kirsty messaged me like uh yeah it looks like the weather's just picking up by the time you get back I said yeah that's what I ordered <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so, but yeah exactly I think that's that's the luck factor for you because mm-hmm. Like the commitment, uh, how much do you think you've spent in uh, retrieves, fuel, associated costs with XC flying? If you had to put a number on what you think you've spent, what would it be? Uh, it all comes under miscellaneous expenses, where it doesn't yeah. count. It doesn't count you know? But I reckon you've probably, you've got to be talking a few grand. Train journeys, I don't fuel. Think, I don't think that much. Don't you reckon? I think a grand. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you haven't paid all your train fares then. I I absolutely always paid the correct <laughs> fare for every but single train journey, Wes. I, d- oh, I, d- oh. I mean, that one back from crew, 78 quid train journey. Then you got the fuel to get to where we took off. So, yeah, that, which was mere. So that probably cost you 25, 30 quid. That's an over 100 quid day. Easily. Yeah. So, I mean, d- you're telling me you only had 10 of them this year? No. I only had... This year, I think I put in the league like 30-odd cross-countries. Yeah. And I missed a couple because early in the year, I was like, oh, I'm not going to put that one in. Yeah. But yeah, towards exactly. the end, I wanted to just for just for like posterity or whatever, yeah. you know. But um, I still, it's not always a train journey. Sometimes it's a hitchback, you know. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes, so. you know, yeah. you get someone, like that's the great thing with our team is that sometimes uh, someone would be driving along the route and, and pick us up. 
yeah you know or or like uh one amazing day where we only we did like 40k from malvern with with a like 2500 foot base or but no clouds you know yeah and then laurie just came just drove and come and got us from yeah. from hereford like i'm coming to get you oh thanks laurie yeah those days are perfect <laughs> yeah so yeah. i don't i think i think a grand yeah okay yeah i would have thought it would have been more than that but yeah, I can guess. I guess I can see how it works out. But I mean, even a grand. Okay, maybe, still, maybe a bit more. Maybe. maybe yeah. Let's say fifteen hundred quid. Yeah, fifteen hundred. Because so when we went up to the up to the lakes and we booked, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. me and Wes stayed in a bit of a luxury, you know, honeymoon suite. And all yeah, that stuff. for twenty eight pound yeah. for the night. <laughs> Travel in twenty eight. Wes, don't tell them that time we had, we, we travel in style, right? Yeah. yeah, on the side of a motorway. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's where all the romance. Or, or or that time where we hired a car for the North South Cup and ended up. Coming home, commuting to Bristol every day. Yeah, there is that as well. Because <laughs> we thought it was going to be up in <laughs> Scotland or the north or somewhere. So we we're like, let's get a decent car because our cars are all falling to bits. <laughs> yeah, so we did and then drove to South Wales and back every day, Abergavenny, which was perfect. I right. didn't even use it. I drove to Abergavenny. You picked me up from Abergavenny. Yeah, that's true. So no, don't drive it once. You know, I, I think you owe me a bit of money for that. I think you all owe me because I got a speeding ticket. Did you? Yeah, I got well, caught. Cool. You yeah, would win on a Sunday you at ten o'clock yeah. at night. I wish you'd get a speeding ticket when you're flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was cutting. That was wasn't it? Oh, there was no need for that. Uh, as we're like about to say our farewells to each other, and the season comes to an end, that was cutting. Mm, mm, I like that one. <laughs> so, um, what did you like? Your you are for all intents and purposes a paragliding pilot. What hobbies have you got? Have you had? Do you enjoy away from it? Oh, um, yeah. I like to stay healthy, so I've, I've been enjoying going to the gym since like uh, maybe 20 years old, nine, 19 years old. So it's about 10 years, you know, just to stay in shape, look after myself because, yeah, I want to be in shape to be able to paraglide and do do the things I like for a long time. So that's been a big part of my life is fitness and this year I've done a bit more cardio you know biking running not that much but just trying to just eke out some longevity yeah so i can stick around and keep flying for a long time um also i've been doing a lot of chess this year yeah which i've been enjoying so so not just the body trying train the mind up a little bit do you bit. feel like chess because i play a fair bit of chess as well obviously mm-hmm. we're both on chess.com so yeah like I play a fair bit of chess as well. And do you feel that strategy games like that age you're flying? That's that, that was my thought. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I I, I'm the same. Like, so I've been playing before and I thought, ah, yeah, this could be because I see a mm. move and I'm like, that's the move. Mm. And I don't make it. I sit back mm. and I analyze it mm. and then I take something else. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's like saying where my fighting can transition over. Like, I'm mm. sure there's bits, yeah. but. No, I like playing chess and I'm getting better at chess, but whether that helps when I mean, I'm flying, I'm not sure. If there is a positive, <coughs> it's got to be unconscious. Subconscious. Subconscious, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's fighting, isn't it? Unconscious. Unconscious, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's a benefit, I've done really well then. <laughs> unconscious benefits, I'm really good at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't know either. I just enjoy playing chess. Yeah. It's a way to pass, especially mm-hmm. if you're on a long retreat on the train. It's, Mm. I've come a cropper there a few times when you go through a tunnel and you get timed out for abandonment yeah. and you're just like, 
I was winning. I was winning. That's you're never winning chess. Pretty until frustrating. Yeah. You're never winning it until your internet connection goes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you don't like that's. You don't ever think to yourself if there's any if if paragliding wouldn't have got you like I had this, that's what I would be doing. That's not. Mm. Just I mean I'm like I'm a man of like many things yeah. obviously so. When I see someone who's so focused on one thing, obviously I have many times through MMA, but I see like yourself so focused on this, which I consider like a hobby, obviously, mm-hmm. like most do. When I see someone like yourself so focused on this um, and have been for such a long time, part of me does think, oh, I wonder if they look at other things and think, oh, I want to do that. I wish I did this or, mm. you know. Mm. Um, Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. I, it's, it's, I hate to be one of those people that's like, oh, I, I'm still wanting to join the jiu-jitsu gym and I've been saying it for years mm-hmm. and I hate to be that person, you know. I mean, you've got a mate who teaches jiu-jitsu. I, I don't know you've who. Even come, I can't remember. You've even been to one of my classes. Uh, and, you, didn't, and, you didn't let me do it because you didn't want me to embarrass you too much. <laughs> but you've not even like, well, should we uh, have a role? Can you show me some stuff? I would, I would, but... Uh, I mean, it's early. We can do it after this anyway. We'll get a session Let's in. Let's go. We can, we can have a little... Let's go. We can choke you out. I'm we can, sure we can video it. You could edit some pictures on the end with you with a triangle choked out. Yeah, not a problem. We can do that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those... I, I get... People will see it as fighting, but it's very strategic. No, you seem to like things that are like... That's... I've always thought of it as like chess, but with your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's you're, exactly you're setting traps and you're pretending to do one thing, but actually you're going to do something else. And it's not meant to be so strength-based. It's more technique. So it's really appealing. And I, I did some in university and really enjoyed it. And I always wanted to get back into that. But I don't know if it's something that I would have made a career out of if I hadn't done uh, so much paragliding. Yeah. Um, I've always been really interested in like sports and nutrition and stuff like that so i always think like if i hadn't studied geography like i did in university maybe i would have liked to study like nutrition or physiotherapy or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. because i'm quite interested in how the body works and yeah, as, I mean, a, as a passing hobby. Now. But luckily, mm. you studied geography, which has set you up for a perfect career in paragliding. Yeah, that <laughs> I see. I see the correlation. So. Yeah. It's almost like you just passed the time at university so you could paraglide. It's funny you say that. That's <laughs> how it reads to me. There, I have to say, there was maybe a little bit of thinking of geography, mountains, paragliding. Ah. Oh. That works. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, what have I'm you done with at the rocks? What have you done with your geography degree since getting it? Uh, well, you can read a map to get you... Can uh, read a map? Yeah, that's right. I still mix up my east and west, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you possibly passed time, Idris, <laughs> is what I'm reading between the lines there. You know, everyone says you've got to get a degree in it, and there you go. Yeah, I mean, they say that, and then I, I went into late... I went to university later mm. in life, and uh, for computing and IT, got mm. my foundation, and I was mm. like, no. Paragliding was a big part of that, because I sat in a classroom programming looking out the window at bubbly lovely mm. humor i was like no no that's me missing like training is i was like nah mm. so i got my foundation and binned yeah it's just i don't like there's just i guess there's just certain things that you i mean being punched in the face every day and rolling around with sweaty men does not seem to many people like that's a career avenue or there shouldn't be no mm. mo- any motivation to do that but once you do it and that's your career, yep. it's hard to not. And even now that my career's po- possibly over, 
it's the dread of not doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess once you're that involved and committed to paragliding, the dread of not paragliding would be... Because did you lack motivation this year at all? Or was there any times where you just really didn't want to go out and fly so you didn't? Or were you just super motivated all the time to go out and chase those numbers? Uh, There might have been a couple of days where I was not so motivated. And luckily, there was people around, like especially that day going to Anglesey, the 200 goal, that was... Just Tosh sent me a message in the morning, just like, "Are you hurt today?" And I was like, "Well, I wasn't wasn't gonna be." <laughs> I was yeah. thinking of having a rest, and he was like, "Well, I'm go- thinking of heading up Kettle Sings." I was like, "Oh, what time are you going?" All right, I'll go up. Yeah, but if you maybe lived in Bristol and you had to drive an exactly. hour and a half to get exactly. there, you possibly wouldn't have even. I never would have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the convenience factor, but definitely, yeah. And but aside from. That was, mm, I don't think I really suffered from too much lack of motivation, and a big part of that was the the team and the friends. You know, like there was always somebody out, pretty much. And yeah, this yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's flyable, yeah, there's going to be people flying. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think it's helped or hindered your comp flying? I guess mm. any time under a wing and you're flying the wing. I, I guess. Think, I think it's helped but i did feel it a little bit in the comps when i was going for goal because every time i've been going for going for the goal in britain i'm always like take any lift you know yeah, yeah. and looking at the altitude over goal like 100 meters not that's too risky but in a comp more than 100 meters over goal is like you've left it too late basically yeah so i struggled with that a little bit i would say but but i think I think the in my comp flying, I think what was missing a lot actually was the um, the XC flying component and finding the the finding the thermals on your own. Yeah, you know, I was used to normally just like my mentality was more stick with the gaggle, follow the group, and get it done like that. But now I think I've opened up a bit of a door to decision making. Yes, yeah, to yeah. more decision making from the comp flying. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to play with that a bit more in future comps. Yeah, I mean it's been a crap season for comps. You, you obviously you had Decentis, which looked really good, but it looks really good from the outside, not from a comp pilot's perspective. Yeah, and lots of really good pilots were struggling at Decentis at the Super Final. I, I had a lot of fun. My result wasn't the best, but I had really, I really did enjoy it. It was pretty scary. I found it a bit scary the first two three days. Yeah, it took me a while to adjust to. It's my first time flying comps in the big mountains and then like the mountains are th- 3,000 meters yeah, yeah. <laughs> and full-on conditions and full-on conditions and we were flying on some pretty windy days that yeah some of the swiss weren't too happy with the you know that we were flying on those kind of days but at the end of the day the world cup needs a lot of valid tasks so and uh, and i i was saying like if i would still have been surprised if they stopped it even we had Someday, one of the days we had like 30k of wind coming over the mountain wow. and we were still flying. And then I landed, I spoke to my Swiss friends and they were like, yeah, that should have been stopped. And I was like, well, I would have been a little surprised if they stopped it myself from the outside. But obviously I'm not a local there. And yeah. They're like, yeah, but normally we wouldn't fly in these conditions. But so that w- was that just like it was naughty on takeoff or the whole flight was a bit... No, takeoff take was in the fine. Valley. Take off was fine. Yeah. But um, like... I would say every day we were watching someone fall out the sky. Yeah. And 
We were really lucky nobody got hurt. But no game. reserves, right? No one reserve over the goal field. Semi, semi-intentional, apparently. Yeah. So, but that's it. There was no, no. There was no reserves, reserves, but there was a lot of stalls and spins. Also, it's the elite. Yeah, yeah. The pilot quality was very good. Yeah. And uh, but every day you would see someone, and you'd be like, oh, okay, uh, I guess there's a little bit of lee side there. I'll go around that bit. Okay, it's the factor as well of your. You're pushing a paraglider to its limits mm-hmm. for a, a big percentage of the time. So yeah. you're racing bar through big lift. Yeah. To like you I mean, if you're bashing along a ridge, you're flying through thermals because you don't need them. Mm. You're flying fl- through them on full bar, not mm. coming off, mm. pushing next to terrain. I guess if you're doing that enough, it's gonna mm. be at least scary. I mean, people, this is this the fact that you just said then it was scary. Like mm. lots of people probably don't realise it. That happened even in the UK. I mean, that triangle that we did, um, and we joined the cell plane at the Cat's Back at Pandy, and you mm. were on your gym, but my yeah. I took. This, uh, my Enzo played up a little bit there. Like, it's not so much scary, but one enjoyable. Like, mm, it's not. Mm. And then the other one was when we came over the back of Pandy that day, and mm. you were like, "Where's his turning in in uh, Lee side?" But it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing, that yeah. was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, I mean, and so people probably think like someone like yourself with mm. as much experience as you got are not experiencing those feelings, mm. you know. But it and if you do, what do you do? Uh. Sorry? What if do you, you do experience those feelings, what are you doing to, to deal with it? Like, If you get those feelings where you're like, oh shit, I don't like this. Mm. What do I do? Hmm. Well, in Switzerland, my issue wasn't so much the the turbulence. I was fine in the turbulence. Like You could just fly actively, react to what the wing does. Yeah. It's okay. I never got in a situation where I was really like, oh, I really don't want to be here. I was, I was maybe that's because I was flying a little bit conservative because I was nervous about that. Yeah. But th- my issue in the first few days was that you needed to really stick your wingtip against the cliff. Yeah. You know, with all pilots around you. And maybe from the XE flying, I wasn't used to such big groups anymore. Yeah. And then when you've got 30 pilots all ridge soaring, some going different directions along this cliff face, it was like, right, you need to get your wingtip in, stick it in there, claim your space and go up. Yeah. And I just, I was like, mm, I'm not, so comfortable it wasn't like exactly scared but i'm just not so comfortable doing that right now and then you look at the guy who did it and he's 50 meters above you which is a huge difference in the end and so it was like that but what i would say if we were in a situation like where where it was like not nice to climb on the backside of pandy if you're not comfortable with it in that situation yeah You've got to tough it out there because the best thing for us was to climb there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was yeah. situ- it's quite situational. It's like in that situation, the turbulence is not only in that climb, there's going to be turbulence around and maybe much worse the lower we got. So yeah. climbing in that was the best option. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was my, my mm. goal was mm. if I, at one point I was sat there and I was thinking, were you on your Enzo then? No. No. So I was sat there and I was thinking, all I want to do... I don't, it's, I don't know if you maybe were a bit higher than me. Um, it was the day Mike Coop and that flew with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, you weren't. It was when we flew from... Magic. No, no not magic. Sugar. Uh, sugar, yeah. Mm. I don't think you were. 
Um, and I was a... Uh, no, we weren't because I remember we took off and you got the tip collapses. Yes, that's right. And I was like, it's the first I was flight worried after I was going to make it over the trees and then you got the tip yeah, collapses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, was like, the first Ooh. flight after trimming. Um, yeah. yeah, and my wing then was just... I, I can remember being there and just thinking, just get high enough to abandon the climb. Just get high enough to abandon the climb because I knew... I thought, leaving now, mm. I'm going to go into rotor. Mm. If I leave here, I'm going to hit rotor. So I was just sat there thinking, mm. just get high enough to abandon the climb. Mm. And I'm set, but then as I got into the core, like everyone feels comfortable climbing. It's nice to be climbing, right? Yeah. And I started climbing in. I'm seeing you, like you're climbing above me. Your wings behaving compared to mine because mm. it was a sea, it was a yeah. bit small. And I'm watching, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Come on, stick out. It's not mm. that bad. And I get three, 400 feet and I get enough and I just see a bird out front and I go for it and I get the climb. Yeah out of the rough stuff but I can remember being in it first of all and it was my fault because I was the one who left and went there I went over the back into the lee side and I got yeah I thought it was a good idea there. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, turned out to be a good idea because we weren't really going up yeah. and we were climbing horribly over Pandy yeah. so I was like right I'm going into the lee went mm. there and then once I was in there I could just yeah just, just get just get enough to abandon this but then once I gritted it and you stick it out and you sit into that tight core mm. and you stop the spins and stuff it was okay, and we, we went on and we mm -hmm. flew, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, you get those instances. And it's always nice to speak to someone like yourself because I don't – you question your own mentality. And I suppose mm -hmm. I, me, obviously, having a professional athlete's career, mm -hmm. my mentality is quite focused and quite good. Mm -hmm. I can talk to myself, and if it's negative, I'm very good at switching that around really quickly yeah. and understanding the psychology. But people who are listening maybe aren't, or they're young pilots mm -hmm. with 50k or just mm -hmm. thinking about oh no i had to leave that because it was scary they might think like well sometimes you you bite the bullet and you dig in you know hmm. yeah and then sometimes you but then sometimes you don't put yourself there as well yeah yeah well the, hmm. i mean obviously we could have done better we didn't need to do that maybe if we'd soared on the cat's back a bit you know and yeah. searched around we might have found the real nice you know windward to climb that would have been the smart thing to do but it was kind of a, it was a marginal day anyway, yeah. wasn't it, with cloud, um, rain around and overdevelopment. Not cumulonimbus, we weren't going to get sucked up, but there was rain around. Wasn't yeah, there? yeah. So we were just like, oh, we've got to move on. The, the, the sky did look better to the north, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. But we couldn't quite get there. But if you're like uh, a younger pilot, there's no, sh I mean, there's definitely no shame in landing, yeah. you know, if you're feeling unsafe. And it's always better to do that, actually. Yeah, yeah, de <laughs> definitely goes better to be saying. safe. Yeah. yeah, goes right saying, yeah. definitely be safe. But mm. I think that can be said too flippantly in, you know, like, I don't ever want to say anything that encourages people to fly mm -hmm. unsafely or fly in air that they shouldn't be. But at the same time as well, sometimes it doesn't feel nice under a paraglider. Mm. And that's just the way that it feels until you get a bit higher or that's you get true. a snotty that, bit of climb that's maybe in rotor mm -hmm. and it's going to be broken. It's going to be horrible. You're mm -hmm. in the lee, but a hundred foot more and it can make all the difference. Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't feel nice to be under a paraglider because mm -hmm. it's a sheet with air underneath it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I completely wholeheartedly agree, you know, like stay safe above everything. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. But sometimes you do have to accept that actually it's just not going to be nice for a little minute. That's a good point as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
Yeah, I'd I like mean, to disagree with you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think let's not let's not coach people via podcast, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not, definitely don't listen to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's next? What's the plans? What what you got going on? Anything? Um, hopefully, you get a job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's the plan. Get back away from the UK, back into the industry. Yes. Work. Yeah, yeah it's time to get a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think you'll miss? I mean, the chances are you're not going to get any development jobs in the UK. So mm -hmm. the chances are this might be your last UK XC season for a little while. Um, yeah. Would you miss it? Quite or do likely. you think if you had a, if you say had a job in Europe or in America developing one of those two places, <laughs> you'd be happy with the PwC circuit and not focus on the UK XC uh, circuit? No, I want everything. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I no, want it all. I would definitely, no, I definitely miss it because I'd probably see people... You'll post some flights on your know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Me? New Facebook social media has come me. up by then, yeah. <laughs> and I'll have to have a look and I'll put a like, but you'll know I'm just a bit jealous, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or I get, uh, get a WhatsApp, yeah. call me a bastard or something. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just say that you're lucky. That climber's lucky. Lucky, <laughs> yeah. I'll concede, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... No, I would definitely miss it, yeah. Yeah. I would miss it, but uh, I mean, it's quite stressful as well at the same time. It's like... Uh, you know, you're always on your toes, like, check. have I checked the weather yet? Okay, yeah. So then you check the next few days, and you're like, okay, I don't think it's viable for three days, but you need to still double-check yeah, in yeah. that time in between. Cross-reference three weather yeah, forecasts. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, a couple of them. And then, <clears throat> yeah, then when there is a good day, you're excited, but at the same time, you're like, oh, what if I don't perform? What if what if I bomb out and everyone else goes the distance, you know? It's like <laughs> a bit of added pressure. And then you, you're... I have that all the way to take off, and then it's, as soon as I'm in the air, it's just like, ah. yeah. I mean, it, just, I, it clicks in. A few know? times, I've mm -hmm. we've been on our way to the hill, and I've been like, what if I bomb and everyone else climbs mm -hmm. out? Mm -hmm. What if I? Oh, what if I miss the climb? What if I? So I made a like you and I have taken off pretty close to each other yep. this season mm -hmm. because we spent a lot of the season together, right? Mm -hmm. We know how each other prep. We know where we are. Boom, boom, boom. We know when to... So if you go, I go. If mm -hmm. I go, I know you're going to be ready to go and jump mm -hmm. into something. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if you go, sometimes it might just be an idea to sit and wait. Like at Malvern that day when Kirsten had to jump into the lead to climb yeah. out. Just yeah. days when you've just got to watch the other pilot, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so it's, it, it is a case of learning and but being ready just go go get going i think this is where people speak to me a lot and i know people have asked you a lot about um how to improve xc mm. flying and stuff and i think like for me i always say this if you can link three thermals you can fly 100k mm. because you can link two thermals by accident but when you make start linking three mm -hmm. you've made you've connected climbs if you can do that you can fly 100k right if you can fly 100k you can fly 200k it's just a case of making the right decisions or having the best the good sky yeah. so for me, the big factor is the way that, that you and I approach things. Uh, not just you and I, everyone does it. Like mm. every top, like Al does it, Kirsty mm. does it, Joe does it. Like the way that it's approached when we get to the hill. You get to the hill and you set up for actually flying. Yeah. Now, what does that involve for you? Uh, well, it, obviously, there's a lot of preparation before. It's checking the weather yeah. that's done at home and then setting up some possible tasks, discussing it with you guys. And then I'll already have the primary task i guess loaded into the loaded into the instrument turn up to the hill and then it's sometimes we know it's a jog to the hill yeah. if we're a little bit late because we want to be on the hill pretty early yeah 
just to get the most out of the day because there's nothing worse in my kind of nightmare than turning up an hour after conditions are already yeah. working. You want to watch the day develop. Yeah, you want to see it develop and be like, ah, okay, it's starting now. Or it started 10 minutes ago. That's still okay. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. So you, you know you're on time. So as soon as we get to the hill to the takeoff, then it's just rip the stuff out of the bag and get everything ready because we we know or we've shown each other that sometimes it's like it's that sometimes you only get one opportunity to climb out from the hill yeah. like that garway day do you remember yeah 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 when i just i just got the enzo it was the first flight and i took off wind was a bit off and just climbed out and after that you it was a struggle right yeah nobody else climbed out the whole day yeah and it was just a one and done yeah just yeah i think so like really you'd probably think we're rude if you tried to talk to us in the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes of us getting to a hill. Because mm-hmm. even if we're together, when we got to um, Golden Ball that day, the sc- we knew we had time. So we got there, but the moment we put our bags down, so I always say this, mm. uh, my XC flight starts the moment I'm on the hill. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the sky, just like I'll be watching the sky when I'm flying. Mm. When I'm unpacking, I'm watching the sky. Is there a bird? Is, there, mm. is that cumulus popping? Yeah. And we did that at Golden Ball. We started unpacking, we're like, well, I think the sky's, I think this will work from here. Yeah, yeah well, then we start to unpack. But yeah. the moment you start to unpack, there's no, yeah, we, like... We changed the task that day because we saw we were watching the clouds and we're like, okay, yeah. the clouds are better flip off that way. Around. So we flipped it around. Yeah. We're like, right, we're going that way. But mm-hmm. I, I think... You know, like people, if, if there had been a group there, people will maybe think you're rude because mm. we get our stuff sorted, right? Mm-hmm. You get there, you get your stuff sorted and it's all laid out. Mm. And then as soon as that's done, if the sky's not looking right, now we can have a chat. Yeah. Now we can have a chat and a laugh. But, but still with an eye out. Yeah, oh, still always <laughs> an eye out, yeah. And that's it. Even if we're clipping in, you're clipped in, you're flying your task now. Yeah. So you're looking at the sky, you're ready mm. to go. So that that would be like my biggest piece of advice for mm. everyone is it start your XC flight the moment you get to the hill. It's okay to say hello to everybody, but my bag doesn't get placed down and I'm cuddling no. people for 20 minutes yeah, and yeah, asking yeah. how they're like Curry was last night or something, you know. And there, boom, let's, let's fly our XC, you know. Yeah. Let's get there and get set up. Well, you know I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, apart from you have to sort out a P-tube. I'd have to worry about Well, that. you've tried it a couple of times, but you just... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a man you, now. Yeah, you, have you got it sorted? Yeah, I wear pads. Because <laughs> I never use them. And how are those working for you? I've never used them either. <laughs> but what's the point in having a condom that I throw away every time for two pounds? It's the pad you can use or tomorrow, isn't it? pads <laughs> I can keep using. I've never used a pad or a condom in the air. So... Eight pound for the season it cost me for my pads. You know, I got a little song that I sing when I need to pee. Oh yeah, it's the American national anthem. Don't sing it in case I pee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't. Be, I won't. Otherwise, it might be the trigger. Your, your sofa might get the. Yeah, might it might be the treatment. trigger I need. We might yeah. find something, and I'd yeah. start peeing uncontrollably. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's um. That's it then. Look for a job. Yeah. And then. So yeah, probably in another country. And then. Uh, yeah, carry on with the comps. That's it. And get old. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happens, yeah? That's what that's happens yeah, next, isn't it? That's paragliding, right? You just, you look for a job, you fly comps and you get old. Yeah, that's probably it. Ooh. Maybe I'll give up. So, jiu-jitsu would be nice. Mm. As long yeah. as there's a gym, maybe jiu-jitsu, I'll be happy. Yeah, you, that that's fine. You'll find that out, definitely. And then that's it, mate. Back to full-time comp pilot, working in the industry. Mm-hmm. 
But then we don't know where everything's going to go with COVID yet, mate. Like, it's not... Like, this is like... I'd be fine as long as everyone gets a jab, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's worked out well, isn't it? Everyone gets a jab. But why are your places still on the red list? It's not going to make any difference yet, mate. I just, you know, like, look where we're at. You know, I, I just think we're... I heard today... Boris Johnson said that there could be a chance of a firebreak lockdown in October. Oh, lovely. Come on. Why not? We, we're pe- people are probably missing it a little the bit. Season's us us over. introverts are like, why not? Yeah, the Falkery season's <laughs> just getting going, but the Paragliding season's over. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, like, come on. Like, we, like, more lockdowns. It's just, yeah. How long would that one be? I'd probably just be like a month, I'd imagine two weeks, oh, maybe something like that. But yeah, a month or two weeks, I don't know. But, I uh, yeah. It just we still we're just everything's still so uncertain is is yeah, the, no, the thing true. isn't it yeah. you know like there's still s- countries being moved in and out of red at all the time and yeah it's going to make travel a problem so if you do get a job in Europe it's if you're coming back mm-hmm. or if in America is how do you get back from there mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah I guess it's hard to make any real consolidated future plans in with what you want to do yeah if you're living here you can make your future plans obviously but I guess we're is uncertain at the moment. Definitely uncertain. Yeah. And now I think if people are going to get boosters, Proposed. or, or uh, who is it? People with compromised immune um, compromised immune systems. Yeah. But yeah, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we this at this point last year we were expecting that at this time things would be much better. Yeah. Than it is. I mean, so you're double jabbed. What have you have you had to go through much rigmarole to get? to places where you've been um not really not that w- not that wasn't my own fault let's say yeah <laughs> through lack of research like when yeah. i went to switzerland i thought i was fine but because i was transiting through another com- country germany i didn't realize i actually did need to test to transit through germany but not to go to switzerland so it ended up with some last minute shenanigans yeah but that was sorted cost me an hour at work in fact you're always on the phone Wes, anyway. Wes, can you help me? What what's wrong, Idris? Um, well, I need to um I need to get uh a lap flow not a lap flow, was it? It was a PCR or something. Mm. Uh lap flow? Yeah. I need to get a lap flow and I haven't yep. done it. So Right. Is there anywhere in Bristol? Oh, and you need to book. I was like, fuck <laughs> so ringing everywhere possible. But it worked itself out. Yeah, I had to figure it out myself in the end. Didn't <laughs> no, actually, who figured it out for you? <laughs> You're welcome. Won't remember that. You're welcome. <laughs> it will, because I'll keep reminding them. Um, no, but um, w- one thing that pisses me off a little bit, Wes, is that it looks like, you know, there's all the hoo-ha about the, um, the, the green list, amber list, red list. But actually, if I've read it right, if I come back from a green list country yeah. into Britain, it doesn't matter if it was green list or amber list. I still need a lat flow, lateral flow test before coming, before getting on the airplane to come into Britain from amber and green. And because I'm double jabbed, I still need to do a day two PCR test in Britain. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to quarantine. But it's the same. It doesn't mean anything. So that's the same for amber and green. Amber and green. If you're not vaccinated... Yeah, you have to quarantine. You have to quarantine on an amber, amber yeah. list country, and you have to do 
a five-day test, right? After five days, you can do your test. Yeah, which yeah. I did when I was uh, yeah, yeah. Italy. But so if you're double jabbed, you get this. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is like my reluctance to take the vaccine mm. is because of all this shit. Like mm. if you had, if everything, if they had all their shit together in the beginning and they, even down to the fact that they could say, look, we're expecting, I was, I was having a discussion yesterday on Facebook mm. with a doctor and uh, I was like, look, if they'd have just said this from the beginning, this is a trial phase vaccine. We don't know the long-term effects. We have no way of knowing them until we've administered it to a mass group of people and studied them for a long time. Um, there will, of course, be side effects like we've ever had a vaccine, but all the work has been done scientifically to try and make it better. You just have to understand that this is a trial phase vaccine and we're asking you to take part. Mm. You'd be, I'd be more inclined to take it but when you start trying to then for the people who don't do that we know that's what this is right so when they don't do that and then they're starting to try and make it mandatory and offer passports to go to nightclubs and i'm like hang on you've made it all a bit weird all you had to do is be honest and upfront and then it wouldn't have been so weird you've made it all a bit weird and now like i feel like you're forcing me into doing something that that should be voluntary you know or is voluntary yeah but if they do do it that way you know, still some people won't won't be happy as well. So people of course, there's no... People are never going to be happy, but mm. I can only speak for what makes mm. me unhappy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's one of those, you know, like if I... I don't think this vaccine is going to kill me. That's not what I'm saying. And mm. people, as soon as I say, like, I'm not going to take it because I want to know what the long-term side effects are over, say, five years. Mm-hmm. I've got a family history of bad heart problems. My heart seems to be really good. Mm. Um, I've got a family history of high blood pressure. Mine seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm like I want to know what the long term side effects are for the five for five years. Let's say on people with those propensity f- for maybe illnesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have a look at that. I want to see what the five year what postnatal um, effects are. All these things. I'd just like to know that. Not that I think anything's wrong with the vaccine. It's just information I'd like mm-hmm. to know. I don't even take ibuprofen because it's bad for my belly. You know, so yeah, I yeah. like that's just how I like things to be. Yeah, so but you can't you can't really deny that the hospital cases have gone down. Yes, but at the same time, COVID rates went through the roof. So if more people have got COVID, there's going to be propensity for less people to recontract COVID. So that would not be a natural decline in hospital cases as more people have got the but COVID virus. COVID numbers are pretty high right now. Yeah, but so COVID cases are pretty high right now, yeah. but also non-vaccinated is also quite high. So I'm just like where's the where's the benefit other than it and this is on the government it can reduce symptoms mm. that's what we're going and can reduce transmission that's what we're going for here but as i said i know personally now over 10 people who are double jabbed and have covid you know someone as well right yeah so i'm like i'm a young healthy guy who's had covid so i have antibodies so I can gamble with it. I know what it's done to my body thus far. Okay, mm. I could have long COVID and there could be stuff that I don't know about yet, but I'm going to have that if I have the vaccine or not. I've, I've had COVID. I think you'd know by now. Not long COVID, I really? guess. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it would be too late anyway because I've had it. So mm-hmm. even if I got the vaccine. Mm. So for me, I'm like, well, the benefits aren't there other than you're saying I can't travel and you're saying I can't go in nightclubs. Well, that to me is manipulation. So, mm. yeah, I'm sure... I, I don't think that they're poisoning people. I don't think that they're microchipping people. Mm. I don't think any of this weird shit. I just think 
I want to see how this progresses over the next couple of years. And if we've got to keep having boosters three times a year, I'm definitely out. You know, three monthly boosters is what's been proposed. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my feeling is uh, mainly I want to travel. Yeah. (laughs) Mate, listen, you'll never get... If you want the vaccine, you'll never hear me call you stupid. Yeah. There's so many anti-vaccine people who are like, you're an idiot. If you get it, you're a sheep. Don't believe that in the slightest. Your life is not the same as my life. You... I am happy to incur inconvenience because, listen, I'm choosing not to take it. If as a business you do not want me in your establishment, you are well within your rights to do that. Mm. Okay, I get that. And at the same time, if you as a person want to take it because you want to go to Ibiza and party, which is what I'm hearing when you tell me you want to travel. Um, <laughs> but if somebody wants to travel, needs to take the vaccine, you should 100% take it and you have my full support. That's where I stand. I'm so mm. middle of the road on it. I'm yeah. just like, Boom, let's just see what happens, you know. I'm not one of these anti-vax fucking mm-hmm. people who think Bill Gates is out to microchip people. Yeah. Which is insanity. Well, I could do with better phone signal anyway. No, I could do a better phone signal. <laughs> That's, don't get me started on the 5G conspiracy address. <laughs> 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 I live in the middle of Bristol and my 4G is awful now with right. 5G. So you need to get that injection, mate. <laughs> I'll be yeah. Then I can be a walking like yeah, uh, a mast. Yeah, you're like a hotspot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, that's it. You're waiting for you'll figure it out, mate. You've got everything sorted out. Hopefully, you'll get that job, um, and you'll be off somewhere, and that will be you will like a passing, uh, fleeting the night. Is it a fleeting pass in the night? You'll be gone. I'd like to, maybe if you could just describe me more as like a shooting star. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit, the fact that you want to be described like that is a bit narcissistic, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So like a shooting star, you yeah. came and you were gone, mate. Mm-hmm. That's it. You took the league. Maybe. By storm. It's not over yet. Oh, come on, it's done. And then you, uh, yeah, you left. That was it, mate. So. What else? A shooting star or an... What's that mayfly? That's well, only around for a day, isn't it? I think <laughs> maybe because you have an impact. Maybe you should be like a meteorite or something because ah. you had an impact on the league. Ah. Yeah, I like how meteorites they when they hit the ground they spurn up some what's called ejector. Oh no, you've got full geography <laughs> on me now, have you? <laughs> you've got a geography student Which on me. Is molten earth that gets a molten crust that gets ejected into the atmosphere again and falls as a secondary. Little okay. further away. So which so. one are you? The initial or the secondary? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. You'll be gone, mate. That that'll be. I got a feeling this will go down as like a, a memorable twenty twenty one to be a memorable XE season where awesome things were done, and then maybe you know it's got a lot to live up to now. Twenty twenty two, right? Yeah. Where's well next year? We have to recruit a new. Yeah, we're recruiting a new team member, <laughs> so we can have think, we can have I applications to myself or actually, Alex Coltman or Kirsty. Um, all, all applicants are uh, barred at the moment, isn't it? No, I'm not uh, sure. We'll have to go wait till you're out of the country. Yeah, I think we're going to put a freeze on the membership. It's like excellent. I don't you know, think you have any any input from in, this point. Invite on. only. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have any input input from this point on. I'm afraid, mate. It's, Membership fees are going up next year, Wes. <laughs> they are. I'm oh, yeah? You. I'm telling you. Okay. You're getting costed out. We'll see. <laughs> Only because you won't beer and you'll be thinking of the European currency exchange. Or something. <laughs> you'll want your cut. <laughs> um, no, mate, listen. Uh, 
it's been an amazing season. I've had a great time flying with you. It'll be sad you not being here for another XC season. But I do wish you the best in finding the job you want. And hopefully it's in Europe and we get to fly together there more. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, Wes. No worries. Uh, well, like I say, it's been an absolute pleasure flying with you and everyone else this season. It's, uh, you know, I will always remember the, the 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 days where you guys were waiting for me and at the top of the climb. I was like, I'm coming, guys. Let's <laughs> wait. I'll be there in a minute. They were short-lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you got your own back on us eventually. Yeah, but I mean, it's reciprocal, isn't it? And yeah, definitely. And then at the end of the day, it was you know when you can land with your mates. That's that's the best feeling, isn't it? Flying and landing with your mates is. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, one, that's the main. It's like for lots of people break the league and they say, um, "Oh, it makes it too chasing points and chasing kilometers." No one says that. <laughs> people say that. Um, you know, and for all intents and purposes, it, it, it is if you're flying it like a competition. But I, the flying's been brilliant. The camaraderie, the mm-hmm. planning, the doing stuff, landing with each other, picking each other up in taxis or whatever yeah. it's been. It's been brilliant. It's been my favourite UK season so far. I've really enjoyed it. So I think, yeah, you know, I think the UK XE League gets a bad rap um, from certain people. But I think it's a great tool for uk xc flying mm-hmm. and i think they do so much and look at what it's given us i mean it's a, yeah. i'm sure you wouldn't have had half the season you have if there wasn't an xc league to put points in and you'd have maybe done x contest but maybe wouldn't have had the same amount of drive yeah i think so i think so i think the the xc league's done a fantastic job the guys uh john and richard yeah just amazing you know they're always there if you, you have a question about uh, how to close a triangle wes Sorry, touchy that was me. Made you know if I would have closed, if that would have, if that would have been okay, I'd have been sat third. And if the one forty flight that was done the day before the league opened, oh yeah, 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 if I'd have been second, if oh. mate. Oh no, no, there was another one actually. I worked out the other day. There was another one I didn't get, wasn't there? Oh, my declared score off of the ninety k triangle because. I landed oh, 50 yeah. metres from yeah. the... Yeah, well, you can't blame the league for that. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not blaming the league. I'm, bl- I'm no, saying I'm I can shit. Assume, I can insinuate that you are. I'm saying I'm <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, well, they, so... They've done a fantastic job. And actually, what they did with the, the triangle multiple, increased the triangle multiple to encourage people to fly more closed circuits because of the COVID year, I think that was a good idea. Yeah. And um, holding it until uh, Scotland could fly, that exactly, sort of stuff. exactly. Very There's so much thought goes into it, and yeah, more than know, people think, I think. Yeah, way more than people think. And okay, they don't, they are sticklers for the rules, but hey, like, as a former athlete, for me, the rules are everything, mm. right? You, they're the rules, the rules are laid out in front of you. You, mm. as soon as you tick, accept, that's the rules by which you are bound. Mm. If something goes wrong, like, my triangle thing I could have I never but I could have maybe emailed them and said look this happened you're the only league that, that makes it 400 metres not mm. 800 metres all my instruments told me I'd closed the triangle so I went and thought I'd closed it but but I didn't because mm. it says in the rules 400 yeah, metres so say. maybe they'd have said actually where's yeah this year we can do but I don't know because I'm not going to email them now the fact that you can email them and they even review it mm. again makes it fantastic. Mm. Okay, they'll probably come back and say, nope, the rules are the rules. Mm. But the fact that you have an approach to email them and they review it is fantastic. So I think it's uh, like I'll, I'll do the league 
every year again. Now I haven't for the last few years, as I said, but I'll do it every year just to support the fact that they work re- really hard. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyone you want to say thanks to anything? Are you done? Are you happy? No, just thanks to the team. Obviously, thanks to uh, Dad and Jessica, who's uh, <laughs> put up with me for a few months <laughs> at home, and the team, the guys we flew with, everyone that's helped. Uh, uh, pick me up on, on the retrieves and stuff like that like a, a couple of times I've just uh, I've not even dropped a pin on the retrieve group you know mm. and someone's pulled up said oh I saw you on the live tracking I saw you landed here do you need a lift I'm like oh, oh okay yeah, you perfect. know like fantastic or, or I dropped like a pin on the southwest uh, retrieve group before and then uh, someone called me and said oh, I'm going to try and send a mate to you and before even that mate had arrived someone else had seen me on the group and they just come pick me up and took me straight to the station I was yeah. like this is fantastic. Yeah, superb. Yeah. And also, um, I think all the clubs, the the little clubs that we've um, and we've yeah. flown at a lot of different sites this year. Yeah, a lot of different clubs, and I think that's mm-hmm. lots of people should do more of that. Go out and expand your area. Yeah. Um, because every club has been really helpful. Join mm-hmm. a day membership for a fiver, or exactly, spend yeah. a tenner or twenty quid, and you get a year yeah. membership. Yeah. Access to their sites, mm-hmm. and then as soon as you're added onto their Telegram groups, or you message the um, mm-hmm. sites officer or something, you say, yeah. "I'm thinking of coming up." Everyone's just been brilliant, haven't they? So definitely, yeah. So yeah, all around good season. Well, mate, listen, it's been great talking to you. Thank you very much for doing this. Um, but we're going to get fish and chips now, right? Fish and chips. Yeah. Thank you, mate. It's your carb day. <laughs>